Patriots. You be proud of this game, and you can do a great deal for football today. Great deal for all the players and the league and everything else. Oh, I see him looking. I'm closing. <laughs> I was born in it. Molded by it. Yeah, so they, they got to wake up with their piss out. You're talking about Rasool. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, aka Big Dog. And you're listening to Poor Man's Packers Podcast. Go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the one Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer, joined this week with Andrew and Todd. Boys, hello, welcome. Hello. hello. Ooh. A duo. A duo, same time. Hello duo there. A trio, if you will. With you said hello as well. Yes, yes. So perfect, getting things rolling right away. Obviously, huge, huge uh, sound effects. Slam. Announcement here. Uh, Kyle, obviously, who I've done the podcast with the last few years, hasn't been on this year. He's out. I've fired him. Not exactly. It's uh, official? Well, I mean, he's been wow. He's been gone all year. What's so. his Twitter handle so we can... Uh, he's private, so oh, we won't, wow. we won't okay. get into that. But okay. yes, so obviously this year, Kyle, who was part of the podcast, gone. Hank, part of the podcast, gone. They just couldn't... Uh, they couldn't show up every week. It is kind of a lot to... It's a big commitment. It is quite the commitment for a couple hours every week to drive, especially in the Twin Cities, like 40 minutes someplace. Yeah. I mean, Andrew, we're in the middle of fucking I mean, nowhere I, here. I found it very convenient because you come to me. Yes. And I also have nothing else to do every, <laughs> yes. any day. That does make so for me, it's great. I'm like, I look forward to this time where I get the bullshit in this office, you know? Yes. We use the office for something. Yes. So obviously, Andrew filled in at the beginning of, of the year. He was great. Um, the podcast would not have continued if Andrew didn't step in. So I'm very thankful for that. Thank you, Andrew. Now, yes. now however, we have Todd. You know, we have discovered Todd and yes. he's found some availability. I've always wanted it to be three guys talking. Well, male or female, talking about the Packers. However, now it's worked out pretty well, so we're going to roll with this going forward. Todd knows his shit. Andrew, he also knows some Ooh. things. He's... Mm-hmm. I mean, I watch. <laughs> uh, that's, about, that's about it. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. And Todd, yeah, you watch better, too. Yeah, not all of us even watch. Sometimes. There we so go. That's, I mean, perfect. So that's what you guys have to look uh, forward to going forward with the podcast. Um but yeah, bi-week bonanza. We've had these the last few years. This will be the first year where we only have one because we will not have a bi-week in the playoffs, unfortunately. If Are you we sure? Been paying what attention. Is the, what is zero, the actually. I looked. There's, there's a zero. <laughs> I was doing chance. every single like combination I could on that New York Times, and there's nothing. There's no. There's a chance that we get a fifth seed. Yeah. A fifth seed. We can get a fifth seed if, like, it has to go crazy, though. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to overtake the Philadelphia Eagles. Some teams need to. Mathematically eliminated from the bye week. Yeah. We're the first podcast to put that out there. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, bye week bonanza. Usually these episodes, as you can tell already, a little more off the rails, a little stupid. Leading things off, we will have our top 10 reasons why the Packers suck this year, why the Packers haven't played as well this year. After that, we're going to have a little draft, which we've done in years past. And of course, with this year kind of sucking, as mentioned, we're going to do a drinking beer draft. We all like to drink beer. Mm-hmm. So we're going to draft a couple beers, some drinking activities, you know, get uh, get some bullshit rolling for that. Uh, after that, we'll have Is Kyle an Idiot, some Packers trivia, and then we'll have a preview of the Rams game, which is on Monday night. So shit, we've still got over a week to go for that. Uh I guess this is where I would say pick six. 
Yes, you would. So, I'll so just, we'll hop right into the top ten. So we're we'll, picking ten now. Yeah, so we'll just pick ten right And here. the ten's a surprise to me and Todd. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so hopping in here figured usually the bye weeks kind of split the season more so, but when you have it week 14, not exactly the same. And I've just, with how bad the team's been this year, I know we've had those bright spots, but I end up repeating myself just about every week on the things that we do wrong. So, hey, we can... A little mini review here on why this season has sucked. Are you kind guys, of a, kind of a well, self scout, if you will, you know, I, which the Matt's team hasn't been very good at. Let, yeah. Matt's probably listening to this, you know, save him a little bit of time Absolutely. on the self scout too. Hey, Absolutely, doing the coaches is a why favor we're here. Not winning. Yes, and I think there's one answer that number one needs to be, and we've talked about it on the podcast. We're going to start at ten and finish at one. Okay, good. Then I, I don't want to hear perfect this well, one until number one. So I came up with this list. Neither of these guys have heard any of them after, you know, once we're going through, we can talk about it. And at the end, maybe if there's some something I missed, which I don't sure. think so. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Yes. Love so it. Starting things off. And again, you could probably move these up and down the list quite a bit. Number 10 thing that I have is Matt LaFleur's leadership slash passive mindset for the year. Yeah, really good. He's not listening now, really. We don't want to set enemies, you know, right away. It's constructive. Well, we'll see if it is. But yes, uh, starting things off with a really good fan take like, hey, you're too passive. Hey, your leadership's bad when I have no idea. However, it's been a little tough, uh, seemingly not having full control of the offense at times. We've talked about that with Rodgers having his own kind of version of the offense. Uh, another thing, the five-game losing streak. That was the first time we've had one of those since 2007, 2008. So Mike McCarthy never really had one, except for maybe one of those first few years. But, uh, yeah, usually teams or coaches can write that ship a little easier. And also putting up with mediocrity. We'll talk about a certain returner later as well. But obviously Amari being out there, maybe some subpar veterans getting a lot of snaps and other just game plan things so thoughts on matt lafleur's leadership boys well todd you go first because i've i think i kind of dived into this a week or two ago a little bit but um yeah i think i think the thing that resonates most with me is the hanging on to players maybe that aren't making plays aren't their play isn't deserving of being in that starting lineup when we can, I mean, I understand too. And the Packers have been historically much more eager to give a draft pick mm-hmm. a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we know that, but yeah, it does. I mean, the Amari situation was, rough. and that's yes. exactly what I exactly because of the concept is, look, I don't care how nice this guy is to you in the parking lot. I don't care if you like to play ping pong with him afterwards. Yes. If he's not doing his job, get him the fuck out of there. Yes. Get. And we'll get into more lineup things too, but it's just, I don't know, even the the London game and how much he admits. Uh, oh, this one's on me. Yeah, this, this one's on me. He takes all like the it. blame for everything, very little credit. And at some point, and I've, I've said it in years past too, it's like one when it goes bad with Matt LaFleur, he'll obviously be back next year. But when we maybe post Rogers going bad. I think it's going to fucking crash and burn very quickly. McCarthy was able to get away with it a couple times, but Matt is just so taking the brunt of everything where, I don't know, you see him. He's like, he's just up there to be the punching bag. Yes. I think though time. that is a, I mean, that's a, not a bad leadership quality. No, but he's a, Give him a little guy. credit. He's a younger guy. Area. And he, he, a lot of leaders do push blame, right? As a, like, you know, when you think of the CEO, they don't take credit. They don't do the hard work. They're not getting at their grimy. Yes. He is doing that. Yep. And he also does understand that the buck stops with him or whatever that yes. saying is that he says. But at the same time, dude, 
you got to make those changes then yeah, in the, the right personnel. The end of things. Yes, you got to get then make the change. Do the thing. That, if it is up to you, that then is, do it. That and is make kind sure of, that your defensive yeah. coordinator or or your special teams guy yes. is making those moves. Yes. When it's ultimately your problem, then fix it. Yes. So, and that's kind of the deal too. It's always been the way with him too, is where he kind of lets the position coaches make a lot of big decisions. Obviously, if there's larger things, he'll step in. But Ben Sermons has always been in charge of like who the running backs are going to be. I remember back when AJ Dillon was a rookie, it was like always Jamal Williams coming in. We saw very little of AJ Dillon, and that was a Ben Sermons, you know, decision there. So it's just one of those things where I don't know. We'll see what happens, but hopefully he'll learn from this next year. I'm hoping to see a lot of the defensive coaches unfortunately get fired, but. uh yeah, moving on. The next one, the inside linebacker regression. Obviously, we were a little excited coming into the year with Quay Walker, the first-round draft pick, and getting Devondre Campbell back, who we signed to a three-year deal. You know, only he's a 28-year-old now, and it was, you know, usually guys don't get those types of contracts when you haven't shown too much in your NFL career except for the one good year he had with us. Obviously, he hasn't played up to the contract, and Quay hasn't played up to being a first round pick still a rookie so you can't expect a ton but either way that position has really taken a real big hit as opposed to how they played last year thoughts yeah i mean it's well he's been injured too a little bit here and there but yeah, yeah i start off the season with what was it um he had more missed tackles in the first week than he had the entire season it was before. by week three he had as many as he had the previous we're year, hoping yes. it's a fluke at that point but maybe the fluke was 2021 right which is unfortunate i mean it's not like i don't think i don't think we're gonna he's terrible like i don't think he's a, a horrible player or anything but it i mean maybe it was Standing on his head, if you will. Is that a hockey term? Are we allowed to use that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, yeah. Standing yeah, on Minnesota. his head last year and just playing out of his mind, and now maybe not the case. Yes. Well, what was it last week? I mean, I I, I want to go back into the coaching because if every single player is making the same mistake, that's not a mistake from the player. That's a lack of, of leadership and, and, and skill sets. Wasn't it last week or two weeks ago when they were like, they missed like 23 tackles or something like the highest. Yeah. Number? And like last week and too. Well, like last week Quay on the Justin Fields touchdown run, Quay was looking the wrong direction. He bit on the fake. Like you can't teach players to not bite. I mean, you can, right. but that's players have got to play at some point. You, you know, when you're coaching, you're putting guys in positions to be successful. We saw that with Keyshawn Nixon in the backfield on that play. That wasn't a Joe Barry. You're showing some LaFleur right here. You're apologizing <laughs> for the other coaches. You're taking yes. taking too much of the blame off of them. Yes, but yeah, either way, inside linebacker hasn't been that great. I mean, Devondre did have that one. He had a touchdown against the Bucks, which was pretty cool, but obviously that's a big reason why I run defense. I mean, this is so basically just the regression of Devondre Campbell, not the inside linebacker. Because the inside linebacker, Quay has been impressive at times. Yeah, but he's he's been pretty – he's really bad in the run game. He's been surprisingly bad in the run game for, you know, getting snaps since day one of training camp. You would have thought this guy would have been a little bit up to speed for the NFL game than he has been so far. He's a, yeah, he's a rookie, though. I mean, right, exactly. A lot of times, you know, guys like that don't play super well as rookies, so we'll see next year. Yeah. Either way, I don't know. I'm not sure if Devondre is going to – play out all three years of his contract and know we can get out pretty easy if we cut him after the 2023 season sure. okay moving on uh we kind of hinted at it there as well number eight four reasons why the packers suck this year injuries haha <laughs> yes we are we are good fans i'm using that as an excuse mm, moving partly up on the list you know yeah it's pretty far down but you know biggest thing here obviously rashawn gary 
being out with that ACL, it's one of the things where even if we were able to make the playoffs this year, it's like, fuck, we're kind of a step down just because our defense is such a lower ceiling with that. Then we also have Eric Stokes, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Devondre Campbell, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, and Alan Lazard was out for a little bit as well. You could honorably mention Rodgers' thumb, I suppose, too, right? Well, yeah, very true, and maybe we'll see that later. But yes, and Aaron Rodgers, I guess I was thinking more lost games from injuries, but either way, yes, you're right. But that could have resulted in a couple lost games. Yes, and I don't think we have to dive into that too much, but injuries Play i don't know them. especially that 2019 season the first one under matt lafleur it seems like nobody got hurt and then since then we've been fucked pretty good especially last year too with Zedarius and jay you're going down remind me again the 2009 packers what was their injury what did it look like going you're into, saying the super bowl year well yeah it just happened to bring that one up uh they were injured right most of the beginning of the year we pretty beat up it was the most players on IR for a Super Bowl team ever, yes, because that was like week one. It, in the first month, we lost Ryan Grant, Jermichael Finley, mm-hmm. Nick Barnett, um, guys like that. I'm was that think on run the table? Too. Names, right? Yeah, not big names. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that run the table here? No, that was the year we won the Super Bowl in 2000. That wasn't the run the table year. There was no slogan for, was no that slogan for No, Rodgers was That was just, okay. Yes. Back that then. was just that coming was, out. Those were like Rodgers' halo days. Cool, sure. Just a guy... Just guys, just a normal guy, you know, getting it. Yes. All right. The next reason why the Packers suck, the seventh reason, the defensive line mismanagement. Talked a little bit about the inside linebackers earlier on, but with the defensive line, it's not just on the field and coaches deciding who's going to be on the field, but just the way it was structured. This offseason signing Jerron Reed, you know, kind of a guy first. When we first signed him, there was all the bad stuff. You know, there was like domestic abuse things. It was like, oh, this. This doesn't seem to really fit in for the the Packer way. And it's like, well, maybe he'll play good enough where you overlook that. And he really has not. It's only a one-year deal. We thought he'd be a little bit better than he is. But I don't. as of late, he's made a couple more moves in the past game, just getting pressure. But overall, not very good. Dean Lowry, his seventh, eighth year with the Packers. He's... Do you know what what do they usually say Dean Lowry is or what is he Mean Dean I think is what they call him right <laughs> Mean Dean is what yes is what the That's players what I call him. him but like when coaches or other guys refer to him they're like he's a pass rushing specialist and oh he he doesn't That's he's actually not, news to it, me Exactly like he's not good in the run game that's the I biggest wouldn't thing say you hear maybe generalist is a better way to put yes. him specialist <laughs> But that's supposed to be the strength of his game and he's had I don't know, any sacks this year? I'm trying to think. He's just always a nothing burger on the defensive line. Maybe it's a Kyle Fackrell situation where, you know, next week he's going to have seven sacks. Right. He has the one And we won't ever see him again. But seven sacks. Yes. It looks pretty good at the end of the year. Yeah, you can always just go back and refer to that. But either way, the two veterans who have kind of been a logjam up front. Kenny's, you know, had a bit of a subpar year. He looked a little bit better this past week. But those two logjam veterans being in front of, TJ Slayton and um, not Quay Walker, but uh, Wyatt has really obviously not been very good for for the team. Andrew, anything else? No, I, got, I have nothing on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the sixth reason why the Packers have sucked this year, and this is kind of a back to Matt LaFleur type deal, not taking the bye week after the London game. Obviously, you know, this is the bye week bonanza. Now week 14 we're having it. Obviously, we didn't, you know, when... When you have the London game, you can elect to have your bite right after. But if you don't take it, they're going to you know, give you a random week. Well, this is the one we got. Not very good. Um, either way, Matt, leading up to that week, too, made a big stink about playing in London, which 
wasn't, I don't know, wasn't very smart. It seemed to have a trickle-down effect with the rest of the team. He's already said publicly that he regrets not taking the bye, which is a little weird, too. Like, maybe wait until next year to say that. And obviously, Rodgers hurt his thumb in that game and wasn't able to have a full bye week after that to heal up. That's a little, you know, Captain Hindsight type deal, but the London in general was a pretty pretty terrible thing for the Green Bay Packers this year. Going to London, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't realize that they got the chance to take a week after that for a bye week if they wanted to mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, no, they could have. Has that they, been the thing forever? Well, uh, I don't know if it's... I think they do usually ask the team in years past, you always had the bye week after. Oh, okay. I think coaches were electing to take it, but this year there's been a few teams. I know the Vikings didn't have a bye right after, and I don't think the Saints did. Either. I wonder what the advantage in his head was to not taking it after. Cause like, you know, obviously the team is tired out from the travel. Or you would just think it would make sense as a good time. The thinking I would say is, especially with the way last year went is you, I mean, Matt LaFleur's teams have always been through team win football teams. He was probably assuming much of the same. So he was hoping to have a bye week later in the season rather than this early, which would have been week seven, I believe. Sure. So he was thinking long, long term for the team. That would have been better, but it obviously bit him in the ass. Yeah, I think I think normally that's the case, right? You want a late bye to prepare for the playoffs. You know, you typically at the end of the season, if you're going to have injuries, that's when you can get some people back. Guys coming off IR, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Well, An early bye week doesn't typically ever seem advantageous to me. I mean, if you go to London and come back, maybe that's the advantage there. And, you know, hindsight, yeah. Yes. Probably would have been a lot better, but I think I don't necessarily disagree with the logic of waiting, waiting for a later bye week. Especially when you general. think you're going to have a good team, like you said, to try right. to get ready for the playoffs. If you think you're not going to suck, you yeah, probably want to... You don't realize, oh, I'm going to be in a must-win situation <clears throat> where I have to go 4-0. Right, exactly. Seriously, right. Where your season, <laughs> every game, is it's a must-win. Oh, or, or, you know, a five-loss streak. Like You're just not thinking that, of course. Yeah. Yes. You can't call Goodell and say, hey, look, we want it again. Yeah. <laughs> so in, hi- in hindsight, yes bad week for the buy. There you go. But that's the fun part about being fans is we get to... Yeah, we get to critique. Yes. Mm. In, no consequences. In hindsight, no consequences. We <laughs> are the smart ones. Well, that's also been one of the fucking problems this year. So many issues are like dumb things where it's like, you know, like fucking Amari Rogers. Maybe he shouldn't be returning. Anyways. Well, that's not a dumb thing. That's a very... Yes. That better be number one on the list. Well, okay. Well, we shall see. The fifth reason why the, pack, the Packers have sucked this year the broken thumb slash Aaron Rodgers not playing like a $50 million man. Mm. Obviously, he hasn't thrown consistently with that broken thumb that he got week six. Uh, he's had a couple really uncharacteristically bad throws and games. I mean, the throw to David Bakhtiari was terrible. That throw to Cobb last week was terrible. That whole game in Detroit was terrible. Um, but yeah, overall, just Aaron Rodgers not playing like an MVP. I mean that's fair. I mean, how many how many of these teams have been completely carried by Rodgers going in the playoffs, and this right. team maybe needed to be carried again, right? But and there's no one to 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 help carry. He's never fully done the workload. He's at a Jordy or a Devontae. Yes, also so, true. So so now you got you know, but Christian you've got AJ Dillon and yes, Aaron Jones. but that's not how they set up the five game losing streak. We saw it was like, oh, we got to run the ball more. We got to run the ball more. Next week, they didn't fucking run the ball more. <laughs> like, it was like, True. okay, so so they just kept saying, hey, Aaron, here, take the boat across the river, 
and they don't give him paddles, you know? <laughs> so it's like he's fucking scooping his hands. And they put a hole in the boat. Yeah, exactly. Which also makes right? things tougher. So then when he gets a paddle, sure, he can <clears throat> fucking, he can do it. He can do it. He can row. And not to pull all the blame off of Aaron either, but there is, never. yeah. I mean, there is some blame. When you throw the ball 15 yards over a yes, wide open receiver's head, blame, but you know, I, throwing a couple picks in yeah. the game is not a good thing. But. I like to pretend at least that Aaron Rodgers is a mythical <clears throat> god. So I but want fair. his this to be more chalked up towards the injury than him falling off because I'm personally not ready to admit that. Well, and you can structure a team differently, right? Like Jimmy Garoppolo can lead a team to a Super right. Bowl. So, Seriously. I mean, so. you don't have – I mean, a lot of other teams bail their quarterback out from time to time. Not a lot of people know this, but Tom Brady has had a good defense. Really? More than once oh. in his career and potentially oh. maybe has bailed him out once Has he twice. also potentially had like three or four really big named – Receivers to catch the ball. I don't think not actually no. not really. He's had Gronk. No. Gronk's been the okay. most consistent. Mike guy Evans he's is a big been. name. Well, right now he's now. Mike Evans and Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah. Julian so, Edelman is good. And Edelman, people. but is Edelman? Edelman's he's like made by Brady. Probably. Edelman's like a Greg Jennings. Yeah, yeah. And then who else? Is, he just got someone else too. Tom, like a few weeks back, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a couple guys either way. I don't know how we got into Tom Brady there exactly, but yeah, yes. I and would he, never bring him up. And so. the other the other part of this too is. Aaron Rodgers not playing as well. Part of it kind of hurts the defense, too. This defense was expecting to be a defense that could pin their ears back and just rush the quarterback. Sure. And we have been playing with the lead very, very little. You know, year. and that sounds good, but don't you typically <laughs> blitz everyone? Never mind. We're getting off track well, a little. Either way, the format of this defense, we don't blitz a lot anyways. But yeah, either way. We run it's the like, same play. What kind of, what kind of defense... What kind of defensive philosophy do you have if you're like, hey, we should be playing with a lead? It's like, well, maybe you should just play for yourself. Maybe there's an open spot figure for me out, in the Figure NFL. it out, too. Hey, yeah. right. hey my strategy yeah. is to be winning <laughs> yes. when my defense goes on the field. <laughs> All right, moving on. The fourth reason why the Packers have sucked this year. Mismanaging the starting offensive line to start the season. Um, obviously, there's a, th- a few wrinkles in that that... Uh, coaching staff were dealing with that they couldn't really control anyways david bakhtiari's knee not knowing week to week for the first half of the season especially well i mean god with that adectomy now too hard to know who you're going to start elton didn't start um week one either so both of those guys were out but either way i mean we've seen enough out of zach tom obviously playing in these games where it was like what were these coaches doing during training camp when even then we were kind of asking why is uh, Royce Newman and Jake Hansen out on the starting offensive line when you have this young rookie who is playing pretty well at multiple positions in the preseason? So Hansen and Newman to start the season, and then obviously taking until midseason to put Yash at right tackle. That could have been more of a, you know, you got to be careful about David's availability. But Jesus Christ, you could have at least had him taking some snaps, so you could have gone back and forth with that. And as I mentioned too, not playing Zach Tom sooner, I mean, shit, he could have came in at guard week one and left tackle last week against the Bears. He was great, too. So you really could have filled in just about anywhere. Thoughts? Um, I guess with a rookie, you watch like a lot of the press conferences and stuff like that. Was there any, yeah. did they ever, like, I'm sure the question was asked throughout the year of like, hey, what, where's Zach Tom? Like at the beginning of the season, like, hey, well, it seems like he's a promising young player. Was there any answers given by the staff? They don't really give, the, the media doesn't, ask direct questions like that a lot of the time especially when 
the guys in the media don't want to act like they know better just from watching a few, sure. you know, just by watching practice and this, and especially now during the season, they only really see warmups and who is practicing. They don't see very much of who's. They don't see what's well, happening. Yeah, I assume well that Zach Tom's just not as nice of a guy. <laughs> so you really hung know. up on how nice guys have to be to yes, be playing on, on the Packers. On yes. the Packers specifically, they have to love football and be nice guys. Yes, and that's. <laughs> I think that's kind of been not that, but Stenovich's problem. I've talked about a little bit this year too. How even last uh, during the playoffs last year, we elected to start. Um, God, it wasn't Wagner last year. It was Dennis Kelly. We elected to start Dennis Kelly instead of Yash right. Nyman. Yep, that hurt us the year before that as well. We went with the guy from Wisconsin that I can't remember now. God damn it. He retired right after the season, but he was our starting tackle after David Bakhtiari went down. We didn't have a good plan there. We could have had Yash out there for that game, even though he hadn't been playing at that time. But either way, Stenovich, who was the offensive line coach, now the offensive coordinator, I don't know if he's exactly making those calls. I would think he's a big part of it. But he always sticks with veterans over rookies who could potentially hurt you. It, even fucking last year, uh, God damn it. I keep forgetting these names now. But during training camp, there was a guard who was playing, um, who was starting the first two weeks of training camp, and he ended up not even making the 53-man roster. So it's very strange to see us putting these veterans in the starting lineup instead of talented rookies. You think they're just big braining it, like big braining it, like, hey, I'm going to start this guy who is not very good over my other guys to get to light a fire underneath. <laughs> it seems big it, brain. It seems like that. Maybe that's the I'm way gonna, that they're looking at Zach, Zach Tom now. Like he yeah. wouldn't be this good. Keep now. him hungry. Yeah. 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 Okay, but then eventually you would have to play those. <laughs> Guys. Well, that's what we're doing now. We're benefiting from that, right? But you wait until this case scenario. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I every week the season's over. Yeah, I think you might maybe enact that plan sooner. Yes, next time. Yes, I. Hopefully, we'll see. That's the thing. This year was bad. I'm hoping to see this whole coaching staff can learn from it next year, or at least Matt Will and some heads will roll this off season. Moving on, the third reason the Green Bay Packers sucked this year. Andrew, you were waiting for it. Amari Rogers on returns. Now looking back, there isn't a you know, there aren't a lot of big reasons why or big swings. The biggest one obviously is the fumble against the Commanders that directly led to points for the Commies, and that you know if that game gets flipped, we're probably sitting at a playoff spot right now, or at least we might control our own destiny. But not just that, but the bad fair catches, the bad decisions. It seems like he would call a fair catch when there was a dude 15 yards away, and then sometimes he'd YOLO it and get smacked. And even on the plays where he had lanes, he'd get like a return of, you know, five, eight yards instead of getting 15 or 20 like we're seeing with Keyshawn. But, uh, yeah, either way, not good. He was even in on kick returns, which was bad to start the season. So I think for me this is like an honorable mention bad Matt LaFleur leadership right a lot of them kind of go into each other it's at some point it is not amari's fault that That he's in there played at at some point somebody has to be like this dude's not it he's not him right you got to pull him out and put somebody anybody else like i don't know Keyshawn nixon Mm -hmm. like dudes dudes lightning in a bottle he's awesome and and i don't again not at practice don't see what happens every day but it's like at some point, if you can't realize that, then you have to... I mean, yes. you're not an evaluator of talent. I yes. think that this was the biggest problem, I think, when I first noticed when, you know, through this podcast talking about it, mm-hmm. that LaFleur had a weakness. I'm not just making a joke about the nice guys. Because when you see the interview after the game, 
where when he announced that he was releasing Amari, yeah. he was like a little bit sad. He's like, Amari is such a nice guy. We hope the best for him. He's such a, like he emphasized how nice of a guy he was, which makes you think like that's why he's getting this playing time and a fifth and sixth and seventh chance that most guys in the NFL do not get, especially yes. for not having big plays. How many times has he started or even not even started, received a pass or touched a ball in an actual game for Houston in the four weeks he's been there. None. Well, none. Ooh, well, today. You, you might not have watched okay, the game. Okay, I did today. not watch the game today. Okay, all right. This is great. So, Shit. Okay. <laughs> so that is one of the problems with Devontae with Devonte Adams, with Amari Rogers, is yes, he was very bad for us, but he was also in that same kind of logjam situation on the roster where we had so many receivers, but you know, there wasn't there wasn't any room for him as a receiver because Sammy can block. Cobb is the third Don't down tell me guy. he's a great route runner today and he just went off. Well, he that, caught a touchdown pass. If okay. we didn't have someone like Alan Lazard or Sammy Watkins, then maybe Amari could have stuck around. However, like today, and they're all banged up too, uh, Amari had his first career touchdown. He was, what was he? The f- That's a nice catch. Yes. Yeah, of course. Of course I would eat my... I looked up that stat before <laughs> to like have a talking point about Amari Rodgers because I knew like the top 10. I didn't know what they were, but like I was like, I want to talk about him. Yeah. <sighs> he finished with four receptions, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. He so also pretty, had one rush for three a yards. pretty freaking but great game. If we could have kept him at wideout and just done that, maybe you know he'd have a chance, but at the same time, he wasn't going to overtake Cobb. But well, yeah, Anyone yes. who does four receptions for 56 yards and a tutty per game is, of course, going to be a hero. Yeah. yeah, Maybe he can't replicate it. No, no. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Either way, there was a couple injuries up top, like Brandon Cooks and shit were out today. All right, moving on. The next reason why the Packers have sucked this year Surprised, you know, you kept waiting for the Amari one, Andrew. Joe Barry being over his head. Uh, This is kind of an overarching thing. It kind of applies to a couple other things we talked about. But not knowing what to do with Savage and waiting to play Rudy Ford, Razul Douglas in the slot to start the season, the defensive line rotation, and this is just kind of talking about guys playing or where they should be playing. There's obviously also the usage of Jair. You know, the, it's kind of not his fault because he is more of his own guy as it is, but you got J.R. Alexander. Either way, he isn't very creative. He has a lot of very talented pieces on this defense, but hasn't found a very good way to use them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't care how big, I do care how big and cool your puzzle pieces are, <laughs> but if you're a fucking toddler throwing them around on the table without knowing how to connect them and make mm-hmm. the big picture come to life, you're useless. And... He Joe seems Barry. to try the same thing week after week, drive after drive. Well, that doesn't work. That's I mean, it's not even funny. There's just nothing to say about it. It <laughs> just doesn't fucking work. And he still tries. It's not funny. I'm taking it's, this very seriously. It's, yeah, it's upsetting to watch as a fan. You know, you get the family, the friends over, and you, you get excited to see something cool, and then it's fucking... You, sucks. you apologize to your friends and family. Yeah, for I'm sorry for having you watch this game. <laughs> I'm sorry that I had you over. I should have. We should have gone bowling. You know, <laughs> yeah. probably would have the game on there anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah I it, suppose. Yeah. Okay, but you could have bowled in between. Which yes, been nice. yes. Still I, had fun. I think incredibly bland uh, defense yes. doesn't seem to play out very well. It doesn't yeah. have. It doesn't stand the test of time to just play cover three or what you whatever. Too safe. What's that? Yes. Almost too safe. Yes. Way Almost too, like McCarthy. And it's like, like is it, in the sense of and it's like, is it even safe to play 15 yards off the ball on third and five? That's not safe. <laughs> that's actually not safe at all. Yes. You're defending a touchdown. Right. That's weird. 
but you're guaranteeing that's a bad idea. Yes. You're you're never letting the big plays happen, but you're guaranteeing seven yeah. yards until then. You do let the big plays happen because those didn't stop either. So it's like, what's the what's the game plan here? And I'm at gonna, some point, it it literally does come back to Matt Lafleur of like, you're watching this too, right, bud? Yes. Like, you you see that? I mean, what is the answer? But he the, says the buck stops with him. No. <laughs> There's 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 dimes in the way that you got to collect and, and organize and and Barry's obviously one of them. You know, yeah. Jair he's like maybe a little bit more outspoken as far as the media goes. And he's maybe, about the most outspoken, yeah, that I can remember. I would love to be a fly on the wall when the call is for Jair to be 15 yards off the ball and then they get the third down and like what what are, what are shocking? The, what are the coaches saying? Like, hey, well, that's, you got to get there. It's like mm, one of the I? more something I wish I knew more about, which we'll never know, is what is that type of relationship like between Joe Barry down to Jerry Gray, the defensive right. backs coach, who's a former player as well, who's coaching the corners, and, and, and then Jerry much Gray, respected. yes, and then Jerry Gray to Jair. Like, is is right. it like a good cop bad cop thing with Barry being the bad guy and Jerry Gray being the the good guy or vice versa because we heard about uh at the bears game at halftime how we got yelled at by jerry gray it mm. sounds like so i don't know either way there's well also there's you so mentioned a couple weeks ago like the power dynamic is weird when you got like jair making eight times as much per year yeah as his coach it's still i know obviously he's still and coach always and in charge thing. but that is still goofy you know yes. to be like dude i don't care what you're saying you're just a coach you know but like, I don't know. It, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the money thing wouldn't be such a big deal if they were making good calls and putting right, him in a exactly. good position to make no. a play, letting Jair, who, I mean, man corner, like just let him, let him play a little man, yes. a little bit. And well, that's the thing. And he has at times, we saw the two plays last week that were so bad. I mean, it was just Jair not covering the dude in front of him, which was his guy. I don't, you know, there was no like miscommunication or zone type deal was, going on wasn't, there. Wasn't Joe like the the knock to on like Petten was like, hey, he's got these these positions. He's got to fit. He's got to fit the puzzle piece into the into the location, right? Like, yeah. but Joe Barry was more of like a. It was pitched to. I feel like pitched to to fans as like, hey, he makes the most of his players. And then the and then you got a man corner who all he wants to do is man up against Justin Jefferson, which we'll never know how that would have gone. Mm-hmm. But maybe it would have been great. Maybe it would have been horrible. But at the same time, it's like. They're like, no, we're a zone football team. It's like, okay, but like your guy is not a zone guy. I think it's because the defense is so bland and so whatever where, you know, again, too, he coaches up his players or it's a player-friendly defense. It's because in something you're not scheming things up as much. It's talented players are going to play well when they don't have to think and they can just go out there and play in a very simple defense. But now... We're seeing that isn't the case, at least in the front seven. Well, and in the back half, we're still getting the communication issues. Yes, and I think also it comes back to what you talked about, I think, like, eight or nine, is is the the concept that our defense, like, beginning of the year, was planning on, on playing against teams that are playing from behind. So that 15-yard schematic of being further back, ex- expecting a pass, you know, expecting more passes, not as many blitzes, like, so... It's not like they're going to do these quick outs because you're expecting to be, you know, playing a def- uh, offense that's down 14, 21 yeah, points. But that's that's also situational. Like either way, like while the game is going on, if it's third and 15 and you've got your guys playing 10 yards off, of it's course, like, that's one thing. Uh, yes. but. So were you saying you're saying basically like, hey, your good athletes are going to go out and make plays. Yes. But I mean, this is the NFL. You got to scheme a little bit. I mean, it's not we're not Alabama in 2016 where I can just put out, you know, 
30 blue chip players and go, okay, just go beat them. Yes. That's that, not the way it is. That's why it'd be nice if we get someone like Jim Leonard who has the Petten smarts and that, you know, he's from that kind of mold, but he also has some creativity and can maybe some type of hybrid thing going on and not just have the cookie cutter. Like the coolest thing about Petten's defense was when we had like Z being that rover guy or whatever. We just move him around. Yeah, and he would walk around. Yeah, and, and we don't see that shit with this defense. You I know, saw so. some clip totally unrelevant here. Uh, some clip from Bart Starr, like in his days, and mm-hmm. I was watching it like while well, I was half puking this morning, and um, it's just crazy how like like you were saying, you can get a couple blue chip guys that can just go out there and dominate. It doesn't matter the scheme, it doesn't matter anything, because like back in the day, it was like these guys who look like linebackers are the cornerback, and you know one <laughs> oh yeah they're one like fast, farmers in the offseason. yeah like one fast guy. Just goes catches the ball from Bart and like they get well, four touchdowns back then you know? too. And they didn't uh, throw the ball, yeah. no, barely. But this, but Bart was just you know a little lob. It's not even a spiral, <laughs> and like they catch it and like they just go. So it's just it was really just a, a level of skill differentials. You didn't need plays. You didn't need to outthink well, and plan. Part of that, like part of that too. Offense. Uh, Bart Starr called the plays back then. Coaches oh. didn't really call the plays. Like Bart oh. Starr, for the most really? part, called the plays. Yeah, like the sneak. You see, you know the. Famous sneak, the, the line is start goes in and he's like, I think I just want to run it. And Vince Lombardi says, All right, well, let's get the hell out of here. And he just goes out there and does the play. So, gotcha. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, that's cool. Joe Barry, very bad. Uh, moving on, the what I think is the number one reason why the Packers suck this year. The now long term, it's looking good, but I will say it this way the short term Devontae Adams replacement plan has is the reason why this season has you know, been shitty. The first month, two months especially, we were just getting ready for the offense to turn it on. The defense was playing good enough those first couple weeks, but Cobb and Sammy getting hurt early on. It looks like, you know, signing Sammy was a mistake anyways. Alan Lazard, clearly not a number one receiver in this league. The rookies not being healthy, namely Dubs and Watson, obviously Watson being hurt at the beginning of training camp. And the other thing, which I think probably the most important part, is overall just the game plan that they've come up with as well. You know, this offseason, we talked a little bit about losing Hackett and Getze. Hackett obviously being the head coach of the Broncos, Getze being the offensive coordinator for the Bears. Guys who their whole football careers have been coming up with game plans, and they got replaced with Adam Stenovich, a offensive line coach, and Jason Vrabel, who is the wide receiver coach. Two guys who have a lot less experience doing that. And we talked about, even on this podcast, how we should have stuck with the run early on. That didn't happen. Those guys couldn't come together and come up with that type of game plan. And either way, there was a few weeks there where we're just like, what the fuck are we doing, man? So that's what I think is the number one reason, the uh, short-term Devontae Adams replacement plan. Even, I mean, not, not that I know you're about to say, Todd, but even right now, Devontae, they're not winning games, but he's still anywhere within five yards of the guy and he puts his arm out and it's just boom. So half these throws that are bad from Rogers, which aren't necessarily bad. They're just not miraculous. Mm-hmm. He's still getting Devonte's still getting those and he's picking those up all day consistently. So, you know, you talk about a couple of these passes we've seen to Watson that were dropped early on in games. Those would be caught, right? Those would be caught. And we might not even be in that situation to have that much catch that must catch situation mm. to win. So it's like, yeah, I a hundred percent. That is actually a really, Thank you. Good and yes. clear cut number one. Yeah, I mean, obviously everybody kind of knew coming into. The, I, mean, I mean, you're going to replace Devonte Adams with Al Mazard and Sammy Watkins. Yeah, probably not going to work out that great. 
but it's like they were surprised by it. I, that is the thing that boggles my mind is that like, hey, the, no emphasis on running the ball. I mean, I think week one we ran the ball a decent amount. <sighs> that, there was, was a week so in there where we did run lost, the ball yeah. a good amount and yes. it was one of the games that we won. Um, Aaron Jones had a hundred and some yards, whatever. Oh, yeah, and everyone said, everyone said, Chicago. oh, we're going to run the ball more. This works. Yeah. Next yeah. week yeah. did not run the ball more. And you, you yeah. think, yeah, you'd think you got the two back sets and you know, whatever the case may be, do some short routes, whatever, but yeah, hold on to the ball. Maybe nope. Throw the ball to receivers who either in Roger's opinion, aren't where they're supposed to be mm-hmm. or just dropping the ball or, and then everybody gets hurt and you got rookies out there. Yeah. Yeah. just was, I mean, the, the shocking thing for me was that it's like, they didn't know right. that they didn't have a replacement plan. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. And you do wonder like what happens if, if Christian Watson doesn't pull his hammy or whatever the hell it was, you know, like or catches that ball in Minnesota. Well, yeah, I'm so sick of fucking hearing that. Oh, but yes, but you know, but if right, he, Devon, I mean, Devontae would. Sure, but either way, we're not probably gonna run a go route with Devontae Adams the first play of either way. It's it's revisionist history. What I'm saying is, if Christian Watson could have been healthy all of training camp, I wonder how much different this. Maybe we would have looked like the offense we are right now. You know, to start off the season rather than what it's been, but. Would have been nice. Yeah, to true. Have a better chance. Very good. That is that is the. Do insight. we want to do? Is there so honorable mention? Yeah. So those are all the those are the top ten ones that I had. Yes. Can we say something nice about the Packers? Yeah, we, we can like do that. this team, right? Of course. So we say yeah. something nice. It's my favorite team. Yeah. So what's something? Say something nice about, <laughs> about the Packers. The Packers. About it doesn't the have Packers. to be anybody in particular. Yeah. You know, no matter what, winning or losing, uh, it seems that they always put on a good show like there's always a chance this year right like i've I've never been like the jets game might have been the worst yeah which is weird i've never been like damn we're completely out of this game like even like the titans game you know the dallas it's it's been like three minutes left in the game we could still win you know until the very last drive where we hand it back to them or whatever I've I've just feel like they've always stuck in with their opponents. We we definitely have less blowouts than the Vikings do. I was gonna say I'd like to see how many two score. I'm not gonna look it up right now. How many two score losses we have as opposed well, to what the Vikings the, have. Our team and the Vikings are similar. It's just the coin flip at the end goes the Vikings way and does not go our way. That, I've said that before. And well, that was one of the problems going into this year too. Was the one score regression because we had been very good in the one score games under Matt Lafleur, and this year we did kind of flip it. I mean, right? I, there's a there's a whole stat I forget what it's called, but it's like the coin flip thing where every one score game, if you reverse it, where would the team be now? And I saw last week the Packers would be like six and five, so and, so we still wouldn't be okay. sitting Ooh. pretty. But there's that's yeah. prettier. Yeah, that's prettier. The Vikings went from like nine and nine and three to. Like three and nine. Yeah, because yeah. that I mean that we probably might have be leading the division at six and five right there. But yeah, any any other positive things? I would I say everyone has to say one. Good job by Goot drafting those two wideouts. Yes, yeah. Dubs and Watson. Sick. They look good. They look yeah. good. God, that was good. I don't even know. It's been so. It's so there's got to be something. Yeah, I know. I, I'm just gonna say Aaron Jones. I love Aaron Jones. I think he's going to be the most one of the most looked over Green Bay Packers in the history of the franchise, just because he's always been second or third fiddle to someone else on the offense. When he's quietly, you know, he just went over 5,000 rushing yards, which is fourth all time, I think, for the Packers. So, and you, you know, he's just always been there, always been consistent, always a good dude, always getting fucking annihilated on hits once a week. Where you're like, how is he still walking after that? So, I'll say Aaron Jones. 
That's good. No, like Aaron that's Jones. good. Cool. So, something right. nice. Yeah, that's good. something nice. And with that, we'll have something else very nice. An ad. Okay, and we are back because it is a bi-week bonanza. We're going to have a fun little draft here. As I said on the top, it is a drinking beer draft. So we're going to each pick one cheap beer, one domestic beer, one miscellaneous beer, and then we're going to pick one uh, good drinking beer activity and one drinking beer bad activity. So hopefully this isn't going to be too confusing for the listeners. You can pick something at any time. So just because I take a cheap beer off the top doesn't mean Todd has to with the next pick. Would you compare it to like a fantasy football draft? Yes. Where just because you don't take a quarterback means I have to take a quarterback. Yes. So it's like you take any position you want. You don't have to just follow the leader. Perfect. I'm going to go. Then Todd is going to go. Then Andrew is going to go. All right. Are we ready? So this is the round of the cheap beer. (laughs) Shut the fuck (laughs) up. Okay, so, God, you know, I probably should have thought about it a little bit more. We need to have a, a, a clock timer. Yeah, you know, I'm going to just, I'm going to go cheap right <clears throat> off the top, keep it easy. You know, if there's a couple hanging out there that I do like, but I am going to go with the good old Bush Latte mm. Classic. It was the beer I grew up on, you know, being an 18-year-old, I think. Oh. Getting a, getting a nice Tell cheap beer out in the sticks. Oh, it's, what's the statute of limitations or whatever? I think it's, it's like past. seven years it's or something. You're plenty yeah, good. Yeah. good. So either way, usually, and I, I no tip and picks here either, but it does taste similar to a domestic beer that I do like to have. But either oh. way, Bush Light, Bush Lattes, it's a hick thing, a county thing. I remember they'd always have cases and empties in the in the back tailgate of their truck but bush light is my i'm not next i would just say i think that's a clear first round first pick like if you're the nba you're just picking michael jordan Mm. and that was a very the michael jordan that was the the michael jordan of the draft it was (laughs) a clear number one wow for for it it falls into multiple categories multiple positions okay (laughs) i just wanted to say good pick yeah hot on that pick did you have that on your list that was on my number that was my number one circled highlighted everything (laughs) sounds like it i've been scoping out the bush light all right sometime todd you're up okay then if that's the michael jordan i think i've got the tom brady oh or aaron Rodgers. but tom fell later in the draft so kind of a hidden hidden gem here spotted cow is my miscellaneous that's a good that's a good one something maybe you're not always you know you're not always having spotted cow you know unless you're in wisconsin you're probably drinking at 24 gosh you guys you guys, yeah, those are those are some That's some good, good, good grown pickings. Yeah, some good pickings. Yeah, I'm it's a go, it's a great beer. I'm gonna go and get this uh, bad activity. Well, hold on. Oh, well, we we gotta talk a little bit. I just want to say this: Spotted <clears throat> Cow, uh, New Glarus Brewing, only can get it in Wisconsin. Yeah, Even it's tough. We're here in the Twin Cities recording, which is you know we all grew up in northern Wisconsin, but. Down in the Twin Cities, even a couple of years ago, there was a bar that had a keg of Spotted Cow, and they got arrested. They got raided. Or they, yeah, they got, they got raided. raided. They put it on Facebook, dude. Yeah, because they and moved alcohol. Raided. Who raided them? Because it's against the, the ATF? state lines. Because they're so you first. Yeah, it was almost like Spotted Cow came in with guns a blazing. <laughs> well, or right. Blairs, but basically, long story short, um, you have it's to buy your beer and liquor from certain distributors, right? Sure. Like you can't just go to Walmart and get a case of beer and sell it. So they have to buy it from the, the approved parties. And obviously, since everyone knows Spotted Cow and New Glarus only sells in Wisconsin, the fact that a Minnesota bar <laughs> was advertising that they yeah. had it means they were illegally buying kegs <laughs> yeah. and bringing them over and selling them because they were buying the kegs as if they were for like personal use. You know, from maybe the they should have store. said the name differently. This is Dotted Cow. Right, right. The <laughs> Dotted Moose or the, whatever, yeah. the bull or, or something. 
Yes. Like, and yeah, the, the woman owner now, I believe her husband died. She still refuses to sell it out of state. So as long as she's wow. alive and the owner, it'll only be in Wisconsin. That's amazing. Well, good on him. Um, my least favorite activity to do when I am too drunk is to fly. I fucking <laughs> really? can't. The I feel lines, like a lot of people do. Okay. Like the lines, drunk. the cues, like I'm sweating. <clears throat> my hang. If I'm starting to get that hangover feeling, because you have to stop drinking for a bit. We're on talking. The plane. We're talking drunk. So you're saying drunk flying, not hungover flying. Drunk flying. Okay. Because well, when you start I'm, to, yeah. so if you drink too much at an airport, you have to wait to get the drinks for like 40 minutes till the plane's up at normal cruising altitude right. till, yeah. till the servers are f- coming back and forth. By that point in time, <laughs> I've stopped drinking. This you know, I'm not continuing. <laughs> I'm sweating. I got meat sweats. I've probably been eating meat and cheese and whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. you know, I'm up in the claustrophobic plane. It just, it sucks. This makes it sound like you have multiple problems. <laughs> like, um, oh, i got to wait a whole hour until I can have another beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by that time, I don't want another beer because yeah. like, I'm hung. Because you're coming down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Phys- well, physically and yes, with the beer. Both. And yeah. I don't, I'm not, this is not, you know, without my legal, my lawyer present, I can't say mm-hmm. anything. But yeah, if Peter one Bukowski. were to have some drinks in your pocket. Dude. I've if you've seen ever people get arrested after the plane. Again, not telling anybody, yes. don't do it. Don't Just do, do it. it smarter you, than the other people I've seen, at least. Some people have, in the past, maybe, had those drinks in their pocket, and then and then you can, that you said the 45 minutes, yeah. where then you're coming down, then you're not, you don't have to come down. You, don't, you, you can stay up. You can stay up. The whole time, <laughs> you know, while so you're some, flying. So there is different ways around. No, that's yes. a good, that's, okay. I wouldn't me, employ those, I but some people would. I should have legally flying without breaking the law. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Or maybe there's an airline that will allow yeah. you to do that. I don't know, maybe there's a special Spirit? plane. Yeah, I was going to say Spirit would be uh-huh. the one. All right, Andrew, what is your second Ooh, pick? Ooh, I, uh, I get two here, don't I? Mm, that's how a snake works. Yes, yes. Um, my cheap beer. If uh, Bush is sold out, I'm grabbing Coors. Coors Light. Well, okay. See, I don't... I. Those you don't count stipulations that, you on don't these cheap beers? Cheap. What do we... We I should would, define cheap beers. Sorry, though. I see Coors as a domestic, yeah. which is one of the options. I think domestics are cheap. Okay, I'm not going to draft Coors then. Okay. You're, you're, okay. You're, okay. You're putting it there. I I want to get my my if everything's out and I'm only the cheap 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 yes. beers. Yes. Um, I'm drinking Milwaukee's best. Oh God. Okay. Okay. I've I've that's done good. it. I'll do it no, again. that's good. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I've ever had Milwaukee's best. It's basically Milwaukee's version of Bush Light. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, from what people have said, I don't know if this is true. People, I guess it's not true because Bush Light has its own brewery. But I believe for the longest time that Bush Light was the bottom of the barrel of the Bud Light. I think it's just a phrase that people... <laughs> yeah. Like, they would take, yeah, like, three quarters of that. the Bud Light out and fill <clears throat> it up with cans, but and I, then bu- Bush Light would be what's left at the bottom. It would be more complicated if they did that. If they're like, hold on, hold on, we got to get the <laughs> yeah, other... Move like, the barrel. Like, that's, how, and that's how it's been described. It's like, oh, well, that makes sense, because it kind of tastes <laughs> similar, but it's a little worse. But it's the shit I like it now, it. but, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's just how I've always thought. Milwaukee's that. I best. I thought Milwaukee's best was what the is that version of Miller Lite. You okay, know, okay. The bottom barrel yeah. Miller. I know there's a song okay. Milwaukee's best. I think that's halfway decent. Yeah, shout out Eric. I think he's the one determined on that song. There you go. Okay, Todd, Todd. what is your next pick? <sighs> okay, um, I think I'm do. I think I'm gonna take. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a cheap beer. Okay. So okay. Well, uh, okay. Well. I don't want to tip things here. Well, but what did you you did a? Well, I did a cheap beer. He did a cheap oh, beer. So, so you could well, wait, 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 wait. Bush Light and Coors Light are very 
But they're not a. You don't go out to eat and say. Coors is the name of the brewing company, though. Maybe so that's. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sure. Yes. Sure. Sure. Although Anheuser Busch is yeah, the name. Yeah. of the You know, we're not going to get too picky. So, so. Whatever. Oh, okay. You can wait on your cheap beer. Yeah, I'll wait on my cheap beer. Um. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. So nobody's taking a domestic except you. Just correct. Okay. I'm gonna take a cheap. Yeah. He he didn't take. It's wide open. It's this is one of those with the the domestic. Do I pander and go with Miller Lite because. This is a Packers podcast. But it's all over the country. But it's all over the country. And the world. I'm not going to pander. That's Aust- not... I'm have, not going to pander. We have like a listener in Australia. Miller Lite is not Australia good. Every week. I'm not going to pander. So uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Bud Light. Bud Light. That Bud is good. my preferred domestic Bud Light. I respect that. I think it's, it's, yep. it's just a good beer. Yep. It's just good. It's not too watery. Yeah. You know? It's not trying to have three and a half calories. I feel like Bud like Light Miller. is... It's just... Bush Light. Better. Yes, that's what some I was people would at say. The, the top half of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was the, yes, I do like uh, Bud Light as well. It's made with rice, not wheat or whatever. People, I, yeah, people don't know that it's a rice beer. I yeah. feel like the hangover's better. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's a little tougher to get hangovers, at least with Bud Light. I still remember when I went to UW Milwaukee for one semester. Uh, one of my buddy's roommates, his dad, like designed the brewing whatever system at at Miller, and all he would do when he got drunk was talk shit about Bud Light. He's like, "You can't drink rice beer," and that I was like, "Okay, you're spitting on me. I'm trying to drink. I just that was the first time, you know, growing up in northern Wisconsin, it was always, you know, Bush Light or Bud Light. Going down there in Milwaukee, what do you know? It's all Miller products, but it was very yep. strange because you never see." People drinking Miller Lite at least. I hate in, Miller Lite. I feel like yeah. in northern Wisconsin, Miller is not. Well, my dad is favorite an avid beer. Yeah. Miller guy. Like he's very okay. similar without the spitting to the person that Spencer <laughs> just described. He'll be like, "Oh, you're." And here's the funny thing: I know that Bush Light and Bud Light are piss water, if you will, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my dad sits there while I'm drinking a Bush Light with his Miller Lite in can, and he'll say, "Oh, you're drinking a piss beer, ah, huh, Bud." I'm like, you're fucking, we're doing the same exact thing, Dad. Like, this, your, your Miller Lite's also garbage, you know? <laughs> Very fair. Um, okay, I'll go next, and I think I'm going to take it just so Andrew doesn't, because I think it would be next on his list for beers. I'm sabotage. I'm going to go with my domestic. Now, see, maybe this will get vetoed if you guys think so, but I want to take Mick Golden. It is a domestic tap beer up in the Midwest. It's actually, and I didn't know this until like five years ago, that it's only in the Midwest is where oh, you really? get it. Yeah, it's not a national beer. Michelob is only in the Midwest. Uh, no, it's not Michelob. Michelob Golden. So Mick Ultra is, is nationwide. Okay. Okay. Um, Hence the commercials. Yes. On your side. No. Nope. God. That, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mick, Mick Golden is like same thing with Top the Tater. Mick Did Golden not know sells that. in the exact same re- region that Top the Tater sells in. They should sell them together. Like Minnesota, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin. Illinois and the Dakotas. Yes. So I did not know that. Yep. Very similar to Bud Light, maybe a little bit more taste, but if you know, I always go between McGolden and Bud Light if I'm it's a really a good pick. and with my beers, you guys, you know, you've probably been around me whenever I get it out, out, out of the tap. I ask them if they got pickles and I always get a pickle mm. in with my you do. olives. Beer. Olives, yes. Never no? I don't no like olives. olives. Okay. Yeah, no, hmm. not for me. I like olives. I don't so like yeah, either. I, pickle juice or olive juice. Olive juice. But the texture Ooh, freaks me out of both of them. Okay. Fair. Slimy, uh, leathery, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, my next pick. God, I could go all over the place. That spotted cow for miscellaneous is gonna. It's gonna haunt me. I probably should have done that. Uh, I'm gonna go with good 
drinking activity, one of my, if not just me doing it, but being part of this while it's going on, drinking and going to a karaoke bar, going to builders in the dirty soup town, going there, you know, usually if you're, you're at a karaoke bar and you have people in your group singing. You're having a little bit more fun than a normal drinking night. Some I would, would say too much fun sometimes if you're singing karaoke. Yeah, and some of some. I've sang. I've seen you sing. I, I don't know I, if I've seen Todd sing. It no. takes a lot. Okay, it has happened. It's happened. <laughs> okay, Todd's okay. not much of a singer. Yeah, but not a huge singer. Yeah, you know, I'll go up there maybe a little Billy Joel, some Tom Petty. No keep one with the goes. Classics. Oh, I stayed pretty sober last night. I sung eight songs. <laughs> right. You know, to a random crowd of people. Well, plus out here uh, in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, uh, the Vegas, the, the Vegas, Vegas Lounge. Lounge. That's that that's reminded a us too. of home. I feel like too because it was so grimy and dirty. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, it I'll was have to up go up in Northeast there. That sounds like fun. That's a great place. That's right, right by the Moose. There's like a Moose uh, Lodge down the road. Both sure. of them are oh, home. like like the Moose Club, like the Elks, but it was like, like yeah, the it was like open Lodge to the public. Or... You know, okay. Um, I think they just have their meetings there or something. Sure, there but you go. it was like just like walking in to home. That's it good. Was yes. Except the beer is still pretty pricey. There, I was like, "Fuck, it's still uh, like yeah, six it bucks for a bottle of beer." The place yeah. gets. No. All right, Todd, what is your next pick? I'm gonna go with a good drinking activity. So, <clears throat> obviously, there's a lot of good ones out there. Drinking's fun. True. Tons. You know? This is true. Mine's a social one. Um, so, getting together with all the guys putting a beer can between your legs <laughs> on the ground and throwing some darts at them. Beer darts. I, I love beer darts. Beer darts beer is darts. like, it's it's the level that the that the whole group is at when you're playing beer darts. It's just like you've you've achieved a new high, right? Like you're up there and it's like everybody's just ripping darts. Sometimes you get three, four darts moving at once. Yep. And you're just like hoping, you know, so, you know, hey, if I get a dart in the calf, you know, make sure those bad boys are clean. They're never clean. Yeah, I wonder how many people know, because obviously, you know, I've said a million times now, we're from Wisconsin. I remember learning about this game at uh, UW-Eau Claire, playing okay. it there. Um, but it's also a good, you know, out at the cabin drinking mm-hmm. activity. But yes, everyone gets a beer. You have two sides. You have two teams. Should, yeah, should have explained it. Yeah, I same guess. amount of guys on every team. Um, you got a beer in front of you. Wait, if, what? What game are you playing? I think we're playing beer darts differently. You're playing a different game that I'm I'm familiar with. Hmm? My beer darts that is a circle is like a circle. at a campground. Oh, and it's just it's a free for all. It's everyone throwing at so, it. Yeah, and yeah. if a beer comes, if a dart hits your beer, you drink the beer down to that hole. Yeah, yep. and if you have until under it stops like leaking. yeah, until it stops leaking, and if you have under like a fourth of yeah. a can or whatever, yes. you drink it. You, you drink know, the whole we're thing. talking about the same game. I'm just saying you, with you play teams, competitive. You play it like, darts. yeah, so it's like recreational versus organized. It's the same exact thing, but once your beer is gone, you throw it on one side and then you count. First so you just like see 20. who had to drink the most beers. Oh, yeah. so okay. it's the same game. Yes. So, so okay. recreational, but with a twist of, of competition. Yes. I'm going to say my version where okay. it's just a community throwing darts. Like you don't know where the darts coming from either because there's three or four darts out there. Okay. And it's like... and. And do you guys ever play where like you can't lift your feet up out of the or way? Or else you have to take a penalty drink. Or else you drink. have to take yeah. a penalty drink. Yeah. Or, so that makes or you the call game them bad names. Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes the game a little bit more interesting because yeah, like you don't 
yeah, you don't want to get hit in the shin with a dart, but no, that's the name of Especially the game. Especially darts that are piercing beers. Yeah, right? like, yeah. There's yes. no plastic tips there, on these there, darts. There, there, there can't be, or else it'll just be pointless. Yes. The game, the game doesn't exist anymore. And people forget what's the kill shot? It's at the top of the beer too. On the rim, right? It's like where where the yes. angles are. Where it tapers up yes. towards the top. Anywhere if you hit it there. there, then that you have to shotgun the beer or whatever the mm-hmm. you have to we're, finish it. We're teaching a bunch of. Sissies out in California or something. How, how, yeah. to, how to drink yeah. Yeah. non-Midwestern. How, how to drink beer with dirt in it. Usually. Yeah, <laughs> a little, just a little bit of dirt. Yeah. Um, you know, just because we're all on the activity, I know I don't need to draft one now, but I'm gonna. Uh, good activities on on that same. Sorry, were you done, Todd? Oh, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. On that same note, I love um, getting everyone together and and playing like a card game. No mm-hmm. specific card game, and not for like money. But for like 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 yep. we have a deck of cat dog, so it all started like war. It's not war, but uh, purple, purple. You know, like purple. Some people call it. Yes. You pick a, I, a color, right? Red or black. This is the most basic drinking game. Another okay. one that I learned from Oakland. So it's red or black, and it, if you cor- cor- correctly guess red or black on the first card, that's flipped. Um, then you have to say higher or lower oh, than that yep. card, and then if you get that one, then on the third card. You can guess either red or black or higher or lower. Now, okay. if you don't get all three correct in a row, you drink and start over. So oh, okay. it's almost like an element of ride the bus. I was just um, going to say, is it similar to the beginning of ride the bus? But the ride the bus the, is very drawn out. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. But then it's like, you know, once we have six, seven, eight drinks and, and creativity juice gets flowing, it's like, oh, if you get two red cards in a row, you have to take a shot or something. Oh, you know? sure. So it just devolves yep. into chaos. Yep. And that's like most again, things with you, yes. Why we had six people <laughs> puking last night in the yes. same house. So <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, my favorite drinking game, fun activity is is cat dog specifically. Okay. Because we use a deck of cards that instead of suits was cats and dogs. Okay. Oh, very cool. Okay. Um, sure. Cool I'm, little thing. I'm just I like playing cribbage sometimes drinking beer. A much more basic game. But yes, Andrew, what is your next pick? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for my domestic, and I am gonna I am gonna end up drafting here my uh, my Coors Light that mm. I had on file. Mm. Just Came a right. good a good easy drinker, a little watery, you know, yeah, smooth. Uh, mountains are blue. We're good. Yeah, it always it, it's a little too much like Miller Light to me. It's got a little too much. I just don't like Coors. But it's all that not much. as bad, I feel like. I agree. I would rather have a Coors than a Miller Lite, but then at the same time I'd rather have a High Life than either of those two. McUltra is also an honorable mention, I think. I already like, took it. Oh, Ultra. McUltra on the lighter side, less flavor than the The Ultra McGolden. Ultra. Yes. yes. Okay. Very good. Todd, what is your next pick? I'm going to I'm going to I just am not ready for the bad drinking activity. I don't have one yet, <laughs> okay. so I'm thinking about it. Mm. So I'm going to go with cheap beer, and I'm going to say hams. Ooh, that's another good one. It's wow. a fun one yeah. because if anybody's dad had a hams sign oh, yeah. in their basement. Like me. Yep. It, they're beautiful. I mean, they're, they're pieces of art. Yes. Is really what they are. My my the, dad Smuts has a light up yes. sign that rotates in the basement. It's yes. beautiful. And they, <laughs> yeah, and they they have like some of them have like a scenery. Oh, that like on a on a wheel. They got the a, deer scenes too, right? Like the wildlife nature. I feel like um, when we worked at Grizzlies, there yeah. was some of those. Well, Schmidt is yes. known so for Schmidt. I'm sorry, Schmidt that's what it is. What I'm mixing up Schmidt and Hams. Schmidt is right, known uh, for being like they have the bear on the can okay. and the yep. deer on the can. Yeah, usually the cans are maybe. orange during hunting season too. Yes, yes, wonderful. But yeah, so Hams is my cheap beer. Okay, what is the cheap? Have you drafted a cheap beer yet? E- no, yes, but Bushlight, duh. Oh, okay, 
I'm just trying to figure out what um what beer is that that one that's like the most commonly recognized as like the redneck like beer. Not Bushlight though, but like there's like Boxer. Um, I mean Boxer's just a bad It's not beer. Keystone. There's one more that's like like the, the tall cans now. They're the tall cans. Usually in the sixteens, they're like white and red. They're like uh, oh, they're like hipster P- kind oh, of like PBR. old style. PBR, PBR. Oh, okay. okay, that's what. Okay. that's what I was trying to think. Tune of. in later to see what uh, Andrew picks for his cheap beer. <laughs> no, I've already got it. I guess oh, Milwaukee's got best yeah. in okay. there for my okay. cheap. Okay, never mind. Uh, so my last pick, right? Yes, last pick. My uh, bad drinking activity. You know, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna say fighting. I just not one for it. I like drinking. I like, you know, more of an easygoing guy. And sometimes you get a couple guys who they drink too much and they get a little bit rowdy. Maybe they're talking shit to strangers I, on the streets, or maybe it's just a couple of your buddies who get a little too rowdy. And I don't know. I'd like to wrestle. veto. I'd like to veto that. I Why? feel like the activity is like something you plan to do while drinking. You know I, what I mean? Like I said, this is very open-ended, and that's definitely an activity. It's an activity that happens while drinking. Drinking. Yes. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Okay. It We've covered that base. I think you're right. It's a bad For sure bad. Okay. 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 Yep. I, I rescind my uh, turn down. Yes. But very rarely is do you talk about like the fight the next year. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. It's usually like, oh, what, uh, what I'm were... I'm so glad we went out and got in that fight. Not <laughs> a lot of that <laughs> or, the next yeah, day. Yeah. Why, why did Andrew and Chris uh, fight on the pontoon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure was fun, though. We yeah, all had sure a good time. Fun. Where is Andrew? Still floating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yes, that is what I'll take for my last pick. Todd, that's a that's a that's a good bad fighting or good bad activity. Yeah, it could that's could a, be good, a good but pick. mostly it's a good pick for the category. Thank you. Yes, your um, last pick, Todd. I don't. It's, a little, it's cliche, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say driving mm-hmm. is a bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we disavow drinking and driving. Disavow, disavow. Andrew. Yeah, yes, also disavow. Yes, we do okay. not. Disavow. Nobody agrees with that. Get a taxi. Get an Uber. Uber. If you can find a taxi, get a taxi. That would probably know. be more interesting. I don't know. Last time I've been in a taxi. I do wonder how many less uh, drunken driving deaths have there been because of Uber. You know, like it's because when we started drinking, yeah. it was like someone's like we're getting a taxi. I'm like, oh wow, we're fancy. We're, 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 look we're at living us. in style. Yeah. And now it's like you can just fucking okay, who's got the Uber? Is it yeah. on the way? Yet? And you can so. even share the well, Uber. And yes. it's like just so convenient. Like I don't True. even like driving. Yes. That's I the hate biggest driving. Part. Yeah. But it's like yeah, at your fingertips. You know, not like calling a fucking cab and, on a phone and wondering when it'll be there. And if you are with Andrew and someone's ordering an Uber, make Andrew order. The, if you do not order or. If he makes you order the Uber. Your rating will probably fall because Andrew yeah. is obnoxious it with is Uber drivers. A very, he wants to know I'm not their like life. Mean. I'm not mean. No. I'm just drunkenly talking to them. They don't want to talk to me. And they downvote you, know? you for that for just uh, being well, they, talkative. Yeah, because I'm. I've been in multiple Uber rides with Andrew where he calls his mom and puts her on speaker to talk to someone in the Uber or the driver. Just because oh. just I think it's hilarious. My mom's like sleeping on a you know, Saturday night at like 11 she o'clock. She probably loves it. No, she fucking hates it. You know, the next morning's terrible. She'll call me like, what the fuck's wrong with you? But she answers just in case that one time, you know, I'm not calling Wolf or Some... crying Wolf. You know what I mean? I need help with something. I'm calling yeah. Wolf. So she's like, hey, honey, what's going on? Yeah, mom, Ishmael needs some help here. You know, <laughs> tell, tell him he's, he's trying to figure out how to move to the next step of his. What, honey? Yeah, here, talk yes. to Ishmael. <laughs> yes. So it's always just like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, I, I frequently call my, my grandma as well. She's um, I've <laughs> learned just to keeping not, everybody on their toes. Yeah, I've learned to not do that as much because she is a you know eighty year old woman and doesn't she probably really appreciate it. it at all. So 
Yeah. So geez. yes, great pick there, Todd. Don't drink and drive. That is a bad drinking activity. Has I don't watch a lot of TV. Does does Uber picked up on that statistic that maybe they've saved a bunch of lives? I'm surprised that they like, haven't. Just somebody advertising her. Uber, if you're Uber listening ads. and you need me to come in and pitch a commercial, small fee. <laughs> right. I don't I charge a may, lot. Maybe they've like looked at drunk driving like deaths and they're like, well, it hasn't really gone. Maybe down. Maybe, maybe the data should have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they don't want to even talk if about it's it even if it's plateaued. Not bad. Yeah. Right. Right. Like since our existence drunk driving has stayed the same like <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it doesn't really run hot when you see that as an ad but. Oh, all right andrew um, your final pick here yes my final pick i'm going ltd um sorry ltd brewery it's a, it's ah. a brewery here in the cities in hopkins uh, minnesota living the dream i think is their official name but uh, they make a sour and it's just always on point so the base of the sour stays the same but then every week they'll like put a different like flavor additive in it so oh. it'll be like blueberry sour, raspberry sour. Is it just food coloring? And there's watermelon like, sour, and they're like, yeah, it's just a sour. It's like a Jolly Rancher. Like the flavor doesn't it's matter. All sour, yeah, it's all yeah. the same shit. But no, but it's actually the best like sour I've ever had. So those are my um, that's my miscellaneous beer right there. Okay, but also now I just got to thinking the drunk driving thing. <laughs> I wonder if it hasn't made a big impact because the semi-responsible people are Ubering or we're going to call up for a friend or plan yeah. a ride anyway. Yeah, the maybe. people who didn't care were the ones still not caring. I, I Certainly guess. not everybody is calling an Uber. Yes. Right? I mean, that's okay. not I happening. don't know if we have to go Now let's break it down the... by state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> County. Uh, I just realized I forgot. You guys are done. I forgot to take my miscellaneous beer. I should have doubled up on the last oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't double up. <sighs> yeah, miscellaneous. God, it's tough because I, I do want to take... You know, we're obviously sponsored by Lynn Lake. I forgot to give them a plug, but Lynn Lake Brewing. And I do like their beers. I was quite a wondering bit. if you were gonna, because, you know, I just didn't, if you were gonna put that in as the miscellaneous and like tell us we should too. And I would have, you know, they, but. they've got a couple good ones Pony Boy, uh, the Suck Me Sideways, which is a great name as well. But I'm not gonna go and with the that one, the Mohawk, Mohawk, the Mohawk Poodle, which was great as well. Uh, I'm going to go with a just classic. You know, I did like Moosehead back in the day too. That was a good beer. You used to show up with Moosehead. I have that on my list oh, yeah. also. But I'm going to go with Two Hearted, a nice, clean oh, wow. IPA. You know, if you want to be a bit, of, if you want your your jock friends to call you a hipster, but your hipster friends to call you a jock, go with a two hearted, oh. an IPA with you know just enough taste, and you know you can throw a few of them back in the night rather than just two or three like you can with most IPAs. I remember you bringing the Moosehead all around back in the day. It's a good one. It smells like marijuana when you crack it. It smells huh. like weed. yeah. The Moosehead has a weed, distinct smell to it. Yes, but yeah, that is the draft. I'll go through it really quick here myself. For the cheap beer, Bushlight, uh, Domestic, McGolden, uh, for the miscellaneous, the two-hearted, for a good thing, uh, karaoke, bad thing, fighting. Todd, you had Spotted Cow, Bud Light, uh, Hams for cheap beer, beer darts, and drinking and driving for a bad thing. Andrew, you had Flying Drunk as your bad activity, Milwaukee's Best for your cheap beer, uh, Coors Light for your domestic. Activity card games in your miscellaneous was LTD Brewing. Yes, it was. Nice little plug for them, I suppose. Any honorable mentions? Ooh, well, I mean, I would say like a Lining Kugel's Oktoberfest. Yep. Oktoberfest is one of my good. favorite, like seasonal. That is like, that is my pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> when when the Oktoberfest <laughs> for Lining Kugel's comes out, I'm getting a case. Of that, that um, is my. It's a good way to seasonal. put it. You're you're my pumpkin spice. Have yes. you guys had the the bush apple? No, I haven't. I, so it's not no. a cider. You should each take one. I have like a bunch in the fridge. Um, 
but it's not a cider, right? Okay. So it's because ciders are too sweet. They got that like yeah. that. It's 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 honestly like a beer that you put like a fourth apple juice in. You okay. know what I mean? Like it just it's like just a, a little hint like a dulled apple. down. Yeah, there's a hint of apple. It's like a flavored water flavoring to a beer. <laughs> okay, right. That's that's exactly it, and they're so good because they're not too sweet. They don't give you the gut rot. It's just a good apple flavored beer. That's like the PBR has that coffee alcoholic. Drink oh yeah, that's yeah, pretty good too. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, How about the uh, the is it? I'm gonna butcher this. The ch- chilada, chilada. It's where they have the. It's you can get it in a can, but it's got the. Oh, it's got the tomato the juice. My chanclas. <laughs> the bloody mary. It's the. Yeah, it's like a Bloody Mary. It's like chilada or yeah, something. Yeah, because they, ma- they make a Bloody Mary mix. I'm look it up. So they must be in some Bloody Mary. Okay. Okay. Andrew, did you have any other honorable mentions? No, no. That was just the one, the Bush or the bush Apple. Cool. Yeah, I had more of the same. I mean, Mick Golden, like I said, Moose, Moosehead. I mean, shit. Cheap beers, Natty Light, Rolling Rock, too. You but. know, there is one other honorable mention, I think, especially okay. being up here in the Midwest. Um, I'm not a hunter or a fisher, mm-hmm. but those are definitely into the good categories. Oh, yes. I like to go out when people go fishing and yep. drink beer on the oh, boat. Fishing is a better. great activity I mean, for drinking. I yeah, exactly. That you know, this is honorable mention best. activities. I'm a, I, like I, said, I always say, if someone says, you want to go fish? I'll say, no, but I'll sit on the beer and I'll drink boat or beer. I won't drink the boat. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> sit on the beer and drink boat is literally what you said there. So I'll sit out there all day. Um, and then I think now in the fall and, and winter, fires. There's yeah, nothing better a than a point. nice yep. fire mm-hmm. uh, on an evening with some buddies just bullshitting out there. And if it's quiet, it's fine because the, the fire's rolling yep. and you're just hanging. I love that, that. Yep, that's a good one. All right, moving on. I think that's, is that everything? Yeah, we no, we're then? good. Okay, yeah, I got nothing. Well, with that, we will have, once again, as we do every week, is Colin an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay, you sure? Yes. All right, is Kyle an idiot for the week? Uh, we haven't really talked about this. I assume you guys are just gonna talk <clears throat> together or what you want to I team up. I love that. Okay, I need all... then it's not just on me yeah, or Todd. I was it's bad. Yeah, last week was bad. Yeah, Todd wasn't very good, and you've been bad. Uh, year, awful. But I, for I can't wait to see what you two come up with for these incredibly tough questions. All right, first one: Who has caught the most touchdown passes from notable bad guy Brett Favre? Well. Donald Driver. I th- I think you'd go Donald Driver or over Jordy. Donald Driver. Or would you go Randall? I'm just thinking like career. It didn't span. <laughs> it's not Jordy. It's it's not not Jordy. Jordy. Would you go Randall Cobb? <laughs> was well, quick inside no, God, trivia no, question. Was Jordy, was Jordy on the roster? I don't think so. Yeah. For okay. the wait, Jordy wasn't on the roster not for for Favre. for Favre at all. What? I think that was the There's year, no way. year after. Okay. What? Yeah, so well, wide receivers' careers really it's that much one. more it's limited. It's got to be Donald Driver. I, I mean, I'm, I, I, is I'm there anyone else that could be? I mean, I'm trying to think. He threw a lot of touchdown passes to Freeman. Um, who's to say? I'm just, I, I think, I think Donald Driver. It's the safe guess. I just Final think that answer. his career was mostly. Donald Driver? Yeah, Donald Driver. Donald Driver is wrong. It is Antonio Freeman. Wow. You were oh. sniffing at it, but yes, I think it's not so much. Well, what's the what are the numbers? Do you know the numbers? I, I don't have the numbers. I know I looked it up before because I um when I when we went to that <clears throat> Titans game, I had the tour and it was led by Antonio Freeman, and I got to ask him a couple questions. Oh well, excuse me. And he confirmed he may have 
lied oh, to you. No, though. he didn't say it. I looked it up before going into it because I thought oh. that's what it was. It's not so much um, a great player being, you know, playing with someone. It's who played their entire career with one. Yeah. Donald Driver didn't. He was between both. And right. That was, he had a couple yeah. of years with Aaron Rodgers. And yes, Freeman pretty much played his whole career with Favre. Which is funny because it's like even those early yeah. days, there was guys who just came and went. But yes, Antonio Freeman sure. has the most well, touchdown catches from Brett Favre. Moving on. The second question. The Packers have had a lot of great receiving seasons. Devontae last year had 1,553 yards. Jordy had 1,519 in 2014. Who had 1,497 in 1995? Oh, gosh. 1995? Yeah. I was five. Uh, <laughs> I was very young. Um, I mean, but then I would lean with Todd's guess over Andrew's guess. Yeah. So whichever name he would come up with. Do you have any name at all? Uh, Sterling Sharp. I'll give you one clue. It's not Antonio Freeman, and it's not Sterling Sharp. I think he had to retire that season. Okay. okay. So, who played with Sterling Sharp? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys a couple hints here. And I already said it's not Sterling Sharp. It's not Antonio Freeman. Yeah, but that was one hint, just for the record. Yes. Yeah. But then it's hint. tough because then still, okay, I'll give you the rest of the receivers on that roster. Perfect. If you're ready, oh, okay. choice. Yeah, whatever name rings the most bells, <laughs> I, I suppose. All right. Bucky Brooks, oh. Robert Brooks, Antonio Freeman, Mark Ingram Sr., Charles Jordan, Terry Mickens, Anthony Morgan. It's got to be Robert Brooks. None of those names do anything for me. It's got I I just it's my my gut is very good. It's, it's Robert, Robert Brooks. Brooks. Yes, guy. Robert Brooks. Nice job, I Todd. wasn't quite sure who it, who it would have been either. You know, I might have guessed Freeman if given the opportunity. But yes, Robert Brooks. is Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's dad. I think he might be. Wow. Yeah, he might. But be. Mark Ingram is not Mark Ingram Jr. Correct. So maybe there's multiple Mark Ingrams. Yeah. Maybe he had a different Mark Ingram as well. Maybe it was his uncle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's or an older brother, Mark Ingram. Yeah, yes. like Mark Ingram. Older, older brother. Double senior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One and one for the week, kind of, asterisk. Last question here. Ooh, very fun one. He's been in the news off and on for weeks, months, years. Todd and Andrew, did Antonio Brown play against the Packers in the 2010 Super Bowl? Hang on. The question is, did he? So was the was the Super Bowl Pittsburgh and 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 Pack? Because, I'll, I'll give yeah. you a clue. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was gonna say it yeah. must have been right. Yeah, it was because I remember um, the black and yellow. It shouldn't be green and yellow. Gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Part. Hang on, hang on. Well, that we was can talk it out, but I don't think so. No chance because how many years ago was that? And he has not been in the league that long. Twelve years. He is. But he's out. He's been out of Antonio Brown's been out of the well, league for like it'll four be, years. It'll be thirteen years. He has not been in the league for thirteen years. At least he wasn't relevant. He might have he might have been on the roster as a rookie, but did not play. I say no. No chance. Because, wait, hang on. That only puts him at 32. Guy's got to be around 32, right? I don't think he's been in the league for 13 years. That's my that's well, my hey, take on it. I just don't think he's been in the league that long. I don't remember. Right. I obviously have no fucking clue myself. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I knew that, but not like anything. Like it would be a very obscure thing so for me to get right. Do you, do you want to say no, he wasn't? Or do you want to say yes, he was, Andrew? I'm just like thinking because I, I believe he's got to be in the. Well, if we're getting range. the opportunity to cover both bases, <laughs> I think we take it. Yeah, and, and here's why yes, though: because no. they extended his option. I don't know how. Wait, that's wait, wait! Oh my no, god! No, I'm going back there's to no. There's no way you have relevant information yep. in your brain about the Steelers <laughs> roster. It's no. Then. Final answer. Andrew is right. 
Wait, just kidding. Andrew is wrong. I thought you were. Go- I thought you were going both ways. He did play on that team. He did have one reception for three yards. It was his rookie year. He's been in the league for that long. Yep, and he had. Mm. Uh, he was the kick returner as well. He had a kick return for thirty-eight yards. Oh, I'm wow. going to put an asterisk on your question because he's not part of the Packers roster. And not a Packers <sighs> question. Yeah, no, True. Fair, but, uh, yep, that's what I had this week. I promise they'll be better next week. I can maybe bring back some fun ones. Uh, that's more all we rec- have. maybe more recent ones. That one's yeah. pretty recent. I just didn't think he's been in the league. In the past, like pre twenty twelve, I just did not know a thing. So fair, okay, all right, okay, we're good for trivia for the week. Yes, yeah, yeah, right, very good. Moving on, we have a preview (laughs) of the Rams game. We are playing the St. Louis slash Los Angeles Rams on Monday night at seven fifteen ESPN. Uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for the first time all year, which will be a pleasant uh, surprise, I guess. You know they. They've gotten a bad rap. Do you guys I don't like, like Aikman, but I like Buck. You like Troy and I like Joe Buck. Buck is him and Al Michaels are the two best play-by-play guys, I would say. And is Tony still out there? Yeah, but he's not a he's not a play-by-play guy. He's the color commentary, color, yeah. mm. the the second fiddle. Uh, Vegas has the Packers as eight-point favorites. Uh, overall, the Rams are obviously not very good. They are four and nine after beating the Raiders on Thursday night with Baker Mayfield with some late heroics in that game. Pretty cool. Pretty great cool. game to watch. Yeah, really bad for uh, he was really bad against us last year. Anyways, um, the Rams on offense are 29th in points per game, scoring 16.8. They are 32nd, which is last in yards per play and 30th in yards per rush. The defense is middle of the pack in points and yards and middle of the pack in sacks and turnovers. So very, very average. Obviously, um, Von Miller went down with the torn ACL earlier this week. Uh, On offense, Stafford is dead. Cooper Cup is dead. Allen Robinson is on the IR. Baker led the comeback, like I said last week, looked fine. But, man, I think one of the worst quarterback games I'd I've ever seen watching football was that Christmas game last year against the Browns when he started. He threw like four or five picks. Super mm. fucking bad. That was uh, nice, though. That was a good game. It was a great... It was truly a Christmas gift for us. Uh, <laughs> Cam Akers is still the starter, but not great. Last week, he had 12 carries for 42 yards. Uh, they're leading receivers in the last game because everyone's banged up. A couple guys, maybe these are more well-known guys than I thought. Uh, Tutu Atwell and Ben Storneck were the leading targets with eight and nine targets last week. On defense, they still have Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner, who they signed this year, but um, Aaron Donald is hurt, and like I said, too, fucking what's his name? Or Von Miller, does he play for the Bills? I was just going to say that. He, he doesn't for play for I'm them. I'm sorry. He, he played for them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I fucked that up. My bad. I get okay. the two. Because either way, like, he's not going to be playing against yes. us. So there we go. Nice. Von yeah. Miller won't be playing yeah. in this game. Hey, other people around the league are injured too. We won't be playing them. Perfect. Yes. And even those who aren't injured, <laughs> <laughs> unless they are playing for the Rams. There's, yes. There's 30 other teams out there <laughs> yes. that we will not be playing against. I mean, against. I would just say it's a gift. I mean, obviously, never for injuries, yada, yada. But fuck. To have Stafford and Cup, like. Yeah, I mean, either way, they weren't playing very well. This is still like I we have playoff hopes, but that's kind of like a bonus for me at this point. Like everything is just watching for fun. I think it's like, oh, maybe two weeks from now, we'll see if we have some real hope. Oh, we're we, like 60%. We did look it up um, after today's games on Sunday with the Seahawks losing and the Giants losing. If the Packers win out, they have a 57% chance to make the playoffs. So still holding out hope that way. Looking like the Vikings will probably have to 
the actually next, play week 17 as well. But yes, the next most important game, I think it goes up to like literally 80 percent. If we, we see we that, don't need to calculate. No, but that Thursday night game, <laughs> um, I think it's San Francisco. I, I don't know. The biggest guys we need to root against are the Seahawks, the Giants, and the Commies. San Fran's yes. probably going to win the West. No, well, yeah. Sorry, it's Sa- San Fran and yeah, the Yeah, San Francisco Seahawks. has to beat like the Seahawks on Thursday night. Sorry, then yes. Either way, we're rooting mm-hmm. against the Seahawks, rooting against the Commies, rooting against whoever. Yes. Perfect. Any other thoughts on the on the Rams here, guys? We really dove, rolled deep into it there. All well, right. So the Rams, yeah. I mean, new quarterback, maybe a little bit of new life. Are we a little no, scared about? No, because here's why. <laughs> That was quick. D- defenses don't defenses plan and scheme through the week uh, for the quarterback style of a starting quarterback. What's what's his style though? Very bad is his Who, style. Baker Mayfield? Yes. But what I'm saying, that's why Baker Mayfield looked half decent last week. The only reason is because when what's his face got hurt, they were thinking, okay, we're gonna play a 32-year-old white dude who's not gonna run much. He's gonna be able to, you know, stay in the pocket, long shots. And then Baker Mayfield comes out a completely different style. I think Stafford's been on the IR for weeks. No, I know. What I'm saying is the other guy because Baker Mayfield did not start that game. Baker Mayfield I was think- a backup. Nope, of hundred percent. Baker okay. Mayfield was a backup quarterback until the third drive. Yeah, he didn't start the he game. He did not okay. start. Gotcha. So Baker yep. Mayfield comes in. <clears throat> Uh, unexpectedly to the defense with a completely different playing style than what the defense had been practicing uh, to play sure. against this week, which opens up Baker Mayfield to come in with moves and different, ex- you know, different style that they're not expecting and mm. that they couldn't exploit. You know, so he could sure. kind of exploit some openness in that defense, if that makes sense. He did throw the ball. Halfway decent, he though. did. No, he so I mean, that was. Yes. I, That's, mean, I would just say it's when you're talking about that tier of quarterback. I don't think there's like a whole bunch sure. you need to look at because it's it's fucking it's just bad quarterback play. Wasn't Is, he like gonna be great like a few years back? Everyone was gonna be great in drafts, you know, like okay. fucking uh, Johnny Manziel. Ooh, yeah, Tim Tebow. One. Tim Tebow, you know, Tim all Tebow. these kind of. It's like, did people think Tim Tebow was gonna be good? I oh don't, yeah, I thought he was really? like a gift from God. Like he was like the next thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what it, it always turns into is, oh, I can turn this guy with some pretty clear inefficiencies into a great quarter. Like, I think Kyler Murray is going to fall off here in the next few years, too. But oh. it's usually like these small Because guys. of video games? <laughs> yeah, because of video games. Yeah. But, you know, smaller guys, it's tougher. We've seen that with Baker, with Johnny, with whoever else. I don't know. But, yeah, where were we at with this? Yeah, the Rams quarterback. Well, yeah, we were just discussing Baker. whether or not this is Baker's team now. And do for, we need to for be the scared? rest of the year? Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Baker's team when they was, can sail off. I was watching the, the they do a little breakdown or whatever, and uh, what's the head coach's name? Oh, Ken Wisenhunt? No, no. <laughs> Jesus, no, not, not him. Um, pretty guy. Yeah, yeah, mm, pretty very, guy. Very Anyways, so coach breaks it down or whatever, and Matt Stafford's like in the background a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you know, it gives the ball to Baker, and Stafford just kind of slinks away into the shadows. So I don't know, maybe trouble in paradise. Maybe Baker's coming in That's to stir things up. Well, Stafford's out for the year though, right? Like, yeah, like but it just was funny. Might, yeah, no, for sure, that, for he sure. Might retire. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, so we don't have a quarterback controversy. You have a quarterback yeah, controversy. Yeah. yeah, let's stir that up. Post on the Rams. <laughs> subs over here and mm-hmm. tweet out them yes yeah uh, i mean i i feel good about winning this week which is not something i can yeah. say very often this year so that's nice yeah if 
problem is I felt good most weeks going into the week. Right. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to beat the Commanders. Right. Oh, we're going to beat the Giants. Oh, we're going to beat the Jets. It, yeah. It's one of those where this will be like, you know, the shot to put your, your dog down. You know, where it's like, ah, yeah, yep, that's it, where the season's actually over, and I probably should have expected it. There's been so many games where I got my hopes up for and we lost. I wouldn't be shocked if we lose this game, but fuck, I guess we can get into predictions right now. Andrew, what are your predictions? What is 20, your score prediction for this game? Yeah, 26... 21. Pack. Okay. All right. So you don't think the Packers gonna are going to cover? No, okay. God, no. Okay. No. Todd, thoughts? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, not, that's a lot closer for me. 18 <laughs> 13 Packers. 18 13? Mm-hmm. That is fucking yeah, gross. It's I, gross. I'd be surprised if that's the score. I, yeah, pound the under. I don't know what the over under is, but I have a score of 17 to 31. This offense has been doing pretty well as of late. Um, I mean, Christian Watson, fuck, we've hardly even talked about him. But it's to that point where it would be hard to see the offense not do halfway decent. And God, if Joe Barry can't come up with something to Wait, where's the down, game at? It's at Lambeau. Okay. Okay. Yeah, probably probably better, but... Okay. But yes, so I have a score of 17 to 31. Andrew, what is your bold prediction for this game? Mm, my bold prediction. God, I don't want to say it, but they're always wrong, so it's fine. Um, I'm going to say Baker Mayfield over... 65 yards rushing rushing okay rushing. okay that, that that's was is that a very important part of that pretty bold that's bold i think i don't think he runs that much anymore i don't he, know he's more wiry he like, ran quite a bit though yeah. on this last week i saw oh did he okay. yeah and yeah, we didn't him. do a whole lot to stop the run right okay i'm gonna go 75 i'll bump it <laughs> okay. up to 75 <laughs> okay thank god yeah i was mm-hmm. really pressing on that okay over 75 yards for baker mayfield rushing Todd, I'm going to say Enningbare has two and a half sacks. Ooh, two and a half. That's so if I'm he gets say. three, is that too many? Over two and two and a half or, or more. more. Okay. I think that's pretty bold. Yeah. Coming out party for him. Okay, cool. I also have a very bold one. Christian Watson has been very hot of late, but I think he's not going to score two touchdowns in this game. That is mm. my bold. That's prediction. bold? Yeah. He's done it four times in a row. All right. Yeah. No, I'm okay. just kidding. That's what I, I like, oh, okay. No, I have a Samari Ture touchdown. Oh, okay. That's okay. bold. I like that okay. being. Yeah, he had w- his first catch since the Lions game against the Bears. So I figured, hey, maybe they'll throw him a bone and give him a touchdown. Maybe not, but we shall see. But with that, that is what we have for this week's episode, the Bi-Week Bonanza. If you could please leave a five-star review or rating, that would be cool on Apple or Spotify. Why are you pointing at me? What's Well, because you forgot to tell everyone that their favorite part was coming up. Oh, yeah, and my is... favorite part is letting people know when their favorite part is. Yes. Mm. So subscribe, tell friends, whatever. It was pretty funny to see on Reddit this week. Maybe we'll get into it more next week. But we were on the front page of the Packers subreddit for the Jason Wildey, Jordan Love talk of him potentially asking for a trade this offseason. And then we were featured on a magazine. What was that? Heavy? I don't Heavy. Know. Yeah. Now, it's very funny to see... Uh, Wildy tweeting at Bukowski about a quote that we pushed out there, which is like, ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. we are true journalists. Stir in the pot. Yeah, stir in the pot once again. But with that, I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else? Eric McKinnon, please don't sue us. Yep, that is that is what yep. I will say, Todd. Beat him to it. No, I don't have anything else. All right, cool. Well, with that, Andrew, you might as well do it. Eric McKinnon, please don't sue it's, us. It's Eric Koskinen. Eric Koskinen, please don't sue us.
Andrew, hello. How was how was everyone's weekend? All all the Andrews and or Todd. Very very uh, drunken, I would say. Yes, we only have two bathrooms here and six five people puking through the night. So it was kind of a People learning drains out of the sink. Yeah, a shared learning experience. We do have a, a the, the kitchen sink did have to get used because we have a disposal. Oh, but we nice. weren't allowing any of the others because no go. Okay. So then the people, but actually, the, the three people could puke at a time. But you and, had act, five. Well, and actually, let me no, let me. And it gets even better because I could puke at the same time because it was my house, so I didn't care about being polite. <laughs> yeah, you can so I puked. My wonderful fiance got me a a, a bowl and put a bag in it, mm-hmm. and I said, "No, no, I'm gonna choose the bed." So I laid there without moving and just vomited um, in the bed. In the bed. In the bed. And she well, your your house. Yeah, my house. Castle. My rules. You know. Yeah. Said, "Honey, clean this up." No, I didn't. I just slept in it. Yeah. Um. And then you know, five in the morning, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" She's like, "Yeah, that's why I'm on the floor." I said, "Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we changed the sheets." And honestly, this is really fucked up to say, but the dogs do most <clears throat> of the cleaning. Um. Well, on the puke side. Yeah, I mean, I understand. So I mean, just fucking I can see slopped it right off, yeah, and I was like, "Great, it's kind of a win." You know, kind of, the chunks so, are cleaned exactly. up. Exactly, anyway. and that's the big thing. Then just a quick vacuum over, a little spray. I mean, dogs don't care, right? That's, they're they're fine. They're, they're, fucking, they're fine. They're yeah. anything. They're good, actually. Yeah, if they you eat their own yeah. fucking butts, so yeah. they're fine. They're fine. 